Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. Well, the Dead Cow Gully Backyard Ultra is on this weekend, so race director Tim Walsh came on, as well as runners Tammy Wickham and Rowan Cassidy to talk all about it. Um, so, Tim, I thought we'd just start off. Just how's it all coming along? Is it um, ready to go? Um, just about, mate. Yeah, I'm, I feel more organised this year, so I um, I basically took two weeks off my normal disability care business and i've just been full-time um here at dead cow gully so yeah mate it's it's looking really good course is great probably the most exciting thing is the gully so i had a guy from up the road um come in and do some earthworks and he uh he got his bobcat down there so he's actually made a runnable trail and i was so excited about it and the first thing I want to do is video it, take pictures, but I thought, no, nah, I'm going to hold back and let people sort of discover it for themselves. So it's actually the guy's never been, never looked better. So you can actually run it. Um, I think a lot of people it still makes sense to walk, but it's a proper, a proper visible trail throughout the gully. So there's no guesswork. Awesome. Nice. Because mm. last time we talked, um, there was a bit of doubt, like, because it was so wet, you thought maybe the gully wouldn't be in play. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the case um, three or four months ago, Pato, but we've had a really dry summer, so we missed most of the summer rain and um, everything's kind of dried out. So um, I kind of realised probably... Yeah, probably about six weeks ago, I'm thinking, yeah, I reckon the gully's probably back in play. Mm. And, yeah, we, we normally get big floods in summer, but it never really came. And, um, yeah, I'm actually – I think it's 100% now, but I just don't want to say – yeah, I'm reluctant to say 100% because <laughs> you just never know. But um, As they say, you never know what happens on race day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've taken a few people down there, um, Cole and Marie from Running With Rob. They've, they've been here throughout the week um, helping out, doing heaps of work, so really thankful for them. So I took them down there, and, yeah, they think it's pretty it's pretty cool. And it, anyone who's doing the Masters, um, they can sort of take note and, and watch the action unfold this weekend. So, um yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And um, Rowan and Tammy, you're both doing the Masters, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Certainly am. Yeah. Cool. Very, very excited. Yeah, I am too. Um, I'm excited to do the night loop as well because it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot, like bringing a couple of different pairs of shoes, one for the day loop, one for the night loop. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I saw also Tim that there's going to be electronic timing at on the weekend too. Is it or is that yeah. right? Yeah, mate. Um, so we're using one time, so they're very reasonable. The prices are, are really good. So um, yeah, the first year we did timing, um, Pato, it, for eighty-eight runners, it cost us close to six thousand dollars. So mm -hmm. we <laughs> we got stung. 
And I was just like kicking myself thinking that's just a rookie error. And the second year, so last year, I thought no, no timing for us. But then um, Josh Duff, Josh Duff put us on to one time. So that's who he uses. So they're, they're very reasonable. And um, no race bibs this year. There'll be um, shoe, shoe tags and, um, yeah, and timing. Yeah. So I'll put up the link. I'll put up the link shortly for that, for the live results. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so people at home will be able to, like, follow along. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do a live stream, but it's just it's just a little bit tricky with the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've just been looking at the weather every day, Pado, and it looks like... It looks like it's going to be a little bit warmer, so it looks like 32 degrees at this stage. Um, sunny 32, um, but on the Sunday, it drops to 26 mac- maximum. So there's a big temperature difference there. Mm. And um, it's getting a lot colder here too, so the mornings and nights are cold. I've got a jumper on now, so it's um, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a shock for people. People coming from Brisbane and the Gold Coast, it's a bit of a shock when they come out here, as yeah. Rowan would probably know. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little bit different, yeah. <laughs> is it is it really that much different, like there than it is on the coast? Can be, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the wind just goes straight through you down there. <laughs> oh, <really? Mm-mm>. oh yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like much, Pato, because if you look on the map, like we're only two and a half hours from Brisbane, but. Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a cold place in winter, right. and it, it actually I know <laughs> Josh Duff like he came from Cairns and he was just he had a blanket around him and he's like shivering. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay while you're running, but as soon as you stop, it just hits you straight away. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I saw you posted a, a, a screenshot of the forecast and, yeah, I mean, it does look like perfect weather for that Saturday, that's for sure. The Friday, Saturday and Sunday, it all looks really good. Yeah, and um, it's, you know, this weather forecasting, I mean, it just keep it keeps changing. It just, it's, I think it's only reliable, you know, three or four days out, but I've been looking at the 10-day, 14 days out, and, um, yeah, um, I was worried about some rain this week, but that hasn't really happened. And, um, yeah, the course has never looked better, so I'm I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Um, Have you gotten all your mowing done yet? Yes, Tammy, yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I've been super organised this year, so we got it all done last week. And I'll do the final mow on Wednesday. And um, yeah, it's it's looking it's looking really good. Like the gully, the gully is what's going to make the event. It's it's just it's epic. And I, I've bought some tiki torches. You know the solar the solar lamp no, tiki no. torches. So I've got like yeah, that's cool. I've got forty five fifty of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put them down the gully um on the saturday after oh, sorry saturday afternoon and it'll be kind of it'll look pretty tribal <laughs> down there so 
um, yeah, very excited. Yeah, that would be awesome. And it's a huge field. There's over 200 runners, isn't there? Yeah. Um, look, a few people have pulled out, obviously, with injuries and, and this and that. But at the moment, we're sitting at about, I think, about 215, 216. Oh, nice. Um, Akana, Akana pulled out, unfortunately. She, um, she needed some time away um, with her partner. I think they had a, uh, got a trip to Indonesia. So yeah. she's transferred to the Masters, um, which is good for you, Pato. Yeah. But, yeah. She just, and Rowan and, and Tammy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah cause I was going to say, I thought, I reckon that was so exciting that she was going to be running on the weekend. I couldn't wait to see how she goes. But, yeah, now I know she's running at the Masters. That's, well, mm. for us, it's even better. More time to train. Yeah. 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 That's it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, Pat. You, you go, oh, sorry, yeah, I was going to say, um, Rowan, are you running at Dead Cow Gully this weekend? I, I don't think you are, are you? No, no. I um, I had to pull out pretty early. Um, I've got some prior commitments that I've got to go to. So I, I unfortunately am uh, missing this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And get you know, I missed to see the course, but in nine weeks' time, I'll uh, I'll get to uh, see it again. So, yeah, it's only nine weeks away. The Masters, isn't it? It's nine weeks. Wow. Yeah, I guess you're probably right, but it, that it makes it sound so close. Mm. It does make it sound so close. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, how many first timers are um, at Dead Cow Gully this weekend, Tim? Do you know? Oh, mate, I'm not really sure. Um, I haven't actually looked through the data, but um, I, I normally just find out on the day when they rock up and I ask them and oh, yeah. and then, yeah, I, I usually take a shot. At the end of registration, I take a shot of the ear tag fence and then we can kind of see, um, yeah, who are the first-timers and who are the, who are the veterans. I'm, I'm thinking, mate, I'm thinking it's probably roughly 50-50 at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was going to say, Rowan, you've got a bit of experience this because you've run at the other two back, um, Dead Cow Gullies, haven't you? Yeah, I've run uh, both years It's um, since it started and, um, and the first year was – it's it's uh, a course um, i would say like no other um country queensland um and to be honest everyone who's out there is so supportive um just anyone you can talk to anyone um you might not see some people till 30 laps in it's but um yeah everyone is very encouraging it's 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 uh a great atmosphere out there and so i had to come back the next year and um give it another crack and to be honest i'll probably keep going back every year <laughs> to be honest and how did you go at, um i know you did 30 hours last year didn't you yeah i did 30 last year um and sort of it's one of those things and you probably have had the same experience um we sort of cut yourself a bit short you know, I finished that last lap in about 48 minutes and sort of a little bit of a niggle 
but nothing nothing that stopped me from running and um i just uh decided no i, I you know 30s enough for today and as soon as i stopped it was like you know the guys and girls ran off on the next lap and i was uh i was like you know just <laughs> why didn't i just keep going like i had no real reason to stop at 30 so um that's why i'm super pumped to uh be heading into the masters and you know everyone there is going to be pretty much minimum of 30 yeah. so it's uh yeah it's, that's exciting yeah is it true that you did your 30 hours last year without a crew uh pretty much um we are uh, a friend of ours um uh his his wife was sort of crewing for him and for me oh. um so not 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 like full-on crewing just like if i needed something or you know maybe on the next lap could you make some noodles or just heat this up for me uh for when i come in on the next lap but um pretty much self-managed the 30 hours yeah yeah yeah. Do you have any, because I'm sure there'll be a few runners in that kind of situation on the weekend. Do you, do you have any advice for runners who are going to be there without a crew? Um, it's definitely, it definitely makes it a tougher day out. Um, but the main thing you want to be is just super organized and have everything very well planned out. Um, like, Hydration is pretty easy. Um, you can have, you know, plenty of bottles lined up with taps on them. Makes it quick and easy to fill up. Um, when it comes to the food side of things, um, you know, you can have your uh, lunches and sort of dinner meals because you want to be having real food. Um, you don't want to be just relying on gels the whole time because that will fail at some point. Mm. Um, so pre-packaged stuff, um, you know, smaller portions so you don't waste anything, but just all planned out. Um, so when you come in, you just grab whatever it is that you enjoy eating the most and, yeah, eat it. And then, and then um, yeah, try and get some shadow when you can. <laughs> yeah. And I guess there will be a lot of people there. So if you do need some noodles heated up, I'm sure – you can yell out to someone and someone will give you a hand if you need. I'm, I'm sure Tim will be more than happy to uh, heat up some noodles for anyone. <laughs> i got heaps of noodles, Rowan, um, just in the kitchen here. Um, mate, I, I think, Pato, what you were referring to, mate, is um, the first year that Rowan ran, I don't think he had a crew, him and Drew, in the first yeah. year. Is, oh. is that right? That's right, yeah. Well, yeah. No crew in the first year. Mm. How did you go in the first year you did it? Um, I just did 24 hours. Um, just. He says just. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's so bad to say just 24. But, um, <laughs> but sort of it was a real mental barrier. I think that's what gets people the most is like, oh, my God, I've just ran – 15 hours for the first time ever and you know your muscles are sore you, you know your legs are hurting and it's really easy to convince yourself to stop um so once as soon as i hit 24 hours i was like 
yep, done. I'm happy. Um, no injuries. I can run tomorrow. Um, so there was no uh, hesitation to <laughs> to quit. And I was, yeah, so I was injury-free and that was, that was what I was happy about the most. So I was the same too, Rowan, because I stopped at 24 hours as well, not at Dead Cow Gully, but I was the same. I was still coming in on time, well, with enough time. Like I was still running and then you'll look back and go, oh, why? Yeah, yeah 100%. It's, um, yeah. it's really, really frustrating actually. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I think it helps with that, that drive to do more though. It, it, it definitely keeps you coming back, that's for sure. Yeah. And, um, Tammy, you're, um, you were going to run, but you've, you've, you're injured now. Is that right? Yeah, oh, my training was going awesome and then I succumbed to a bit of a calf injury. So I've been out for, yeah, three weeks and I'm only just coming back now. So, yeah, yeah no dead cow for me, unfortunately. Which and was is, that just yeah. like one of those things that just, just flared up during a run once or something, did it? Yeah, literally did. I had no kind of warning signs or anything like that. Like my running months were close to 400Ks a month, so everything was looking really good. And then just one day it just went, nope, not doing it today. And then that was it for a while. So, mm. yeah. Are you going to be crewing or watching on the weekend? You gonna be I'll be watching definitely, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're familiar with the course though because you've done the training training run before haven't you yeah i've done the training run plus i've done um the dead cow gully twice as well yeah yeah and yeah. i know you love your shoes like how would you advise or how would you approach dead cow gully as far as your shoes go oh i'm happy to run in road shoes um i've pretty much done that for for all of them just because there isn't too much kind of technicality or anything like that and road shoes as you know have just got that little bit more cushioning than than trail shoes generally so it's not technical it's not crazy you know a bit of a dirt road bit of grass mm. and you're good yeah um are you the same rowan yeah um the first year i did run the 24 hours in trail shoes um and then I, I got a new new uh, pair of trail shoes for 2022, and I wore them for 50k, and then jumped in a set of road shoes for the rest of the the time. So, um, yeah, road shoes is perfectly fine out there, and it yeah. basically comes down to whatever you feel most comfortable in. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you want to wear trail shoes, wear trail shoes. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna be of a disadvantage to you. Hmm. um what's the night before the race what's it like is it like party town with everyone camping there overnight or is everyone tucked in their sleeping bag fast asleep you talking to me paddo uh yeah you rowing <laughs> i haven't camped uh, there before so i, I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> well, actually, mate, so, i haven't sorry yet right so the day kind of starts really early. Um, we open up the campgrounds at about 6 a.m. And um, already there's cars lining up then. So um, <laughs> there was a guy who 
who drove from the Sunshine Coast. He had his family in the back of his car, so he left at about, you know, um, 2.30, 3 a.m. from the Sunshine Coast, and he was out waiting at 5 a.m., waiting for us to open at 6. Um, and, yeah, when I opened at 6, there would have been about seven or eight cars lined up. And then you open and there's all this action, people trying to get the best spots they can, they're racing around, and then um, uh, registrations will open at 10 this year, so 10 till 4. Um, that's when people, people all this come in and we're going to have... This is on the Friday, correct? This is the Friday, yeah, yeah. yeah the day before yep. the race. The day before, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so lots of activity and then... Um, yeah, um, so there's coffee, barbecues, merchandise. So they're actually going to come into the farmhouse um, and, and, yeah, I'll do the registrations and my mum's going to um, do the merchandise. So, um, yeah, mate, we get have some music playing and then we've got a DNF bath and um, we've just got an old bathtub paddo. <laughs> just filled it up with beers and there'll be a campfire close to DNF bar. So it's got a real um a pretty cool pretty cool feeling. Um like a lot of family, a lot of kids running around. The weather's a bit cooler, people are rugged up. And um yeah, actually someone someone said obviously this is not the case, but they said it had a bit of a Woodstock feel to it because <laughs> <laughs> Um, apart apart from marijuana, um, yeah, there was um, yeah, this this music playing and people are camping and sprawled sprawled out across the paddock. It's it's a really cool kind of a vibe, I think. And do you like blow a horn in the on Saturday morning to make sure everyone wakes up and doesn't miss the start? Like I have thought about that, mate. I usually just start playing the music at about six. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, mate. Maybe I should get out, get out the bugle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't reckon I'd be able to sleep the night before. I'd keep on waking up, scared I was going to miss the start. You know, can, can I ask? Can I ask you guys? And this, because I'm not a, I'm not a runner like like you people. How do you, how do you get sleep the night before? Like. What if it's what if you're just staring at the ceiling, you're too nervous, you're too excited, you're thinking, well, I need sleep because if I want to do a big total, if I'm if I'm at a sleep deficit, like if I only get one or two hours sleep, um, my chances of running big are actually pretty small. Like do you do you just take sleeping pills or what do you what do you do? Um, I, I don't take sleeping pills or anything, but I do like to like bank my sleep, like make sure you have like really good quality sleep during the week leading up to it. And I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I always panic that my alarm isn't set. I'll check my alarm like five times thinking that it's not set, but you just, yeah. There's not a lot you can do apart from just try to sleep and just make sure that you're organised that way. You're not thinking, oh, have I done this or have I done that? Just try and make sure you're as organised as possible without running around too much the the next morning. Yeah, definitely the uh, banking 
uh, of your sleep during the week is um, definitely recommended. And I think people have done studies on this, but everyone knows that the night before a race, no one sleeps <laughs> properly. Um, no. And they, 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 they reckon that the night before, so Thursday night, is your key sleep night um, before an event because it doesn't matter how far it is. It doesn't matter what it is, but, yeah, there's always nerves and there's always anxiety behind it. So, um, yeah, banking sleep is a very smart option for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're also lying in bed on the Friday night, even if you can't sleep, just remember I'm lying here, I'm relaxed, at least that's a that's a good yeah. thing. Don't, yeah. don't get stressed about it. Mm. Um, what about um, the dinner the night before? Do most people drive into town and get something from a local pub or something like that or do they um, camp and eat camping food or what do they do the night before the race? Um, yeah, mate, well, well, this year we've got a barbecue which would probably change things a little. Um, like there's there's a mixture. So some people purely, they come in, they set up their marquee, and then they've actually got a place booked in town, like a hotel or a motel, and they just relax in the air conditioning and they might just go to the pub or um, um, go to the local takeaway place for a meal. But um, other people camp here for the night, which... Um, yeah, I mean, if it was me, I don't know. Rowan, did you camp? Did you camp the night before? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, drove up on Friday yeah. lunchtime and, yeah, set up camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Just chilled out for the afternoon. I think if people aren't used to camping, I think you're better off just booking a hotel. But if, if you're if you're used to rolling out a swag or you know sleeping in a tent, you yeah, it's probably best just to stay out here. Do many um, of the runners like have a practice run the day before, like run the course, try it out and stuff like that? Yeah, so we open up the course at four p.m. We call it like a course inspection. So um, yeah, basically. Most people walk it with their family and they just sort of check it out and they take some video footage and um, they try to get to the most technical part, like the gully, and find out, you know, what sort of line they should run or any hazards they should watch out for. So, um, yeah, mate, um, I know that Ryan, Ryan does run it. Um, each every friday afternoon yeah he, he tends to run it pretty quickly yeah <laughs> yeah um and as far as are there any pressure points that runners need to be mindful of at dead cow gully rowan or tammy can you think of any um i think in the in the paddock se section where you're kind of doing those little loop there's a few little like ups and downs that kind of catch your your pace off guard a bit but mm. apart from that it's really you know it's a fairly runnable kind of course and it's broken down to intersections as well so it kind of you break it down in your head as well of like okay now i'm doing the dirt road now i'm doing the gully now i'm doing this section and you've got the single track and it's all broken down kind of quite nicely and there's really 
not a lot of yeah technical stuff, but there is a couple little like little little whoop de doos around which you know can yeah just throw your pace off a little bit, but really it's it's no drama. Yeah. What do you think, Rowan? Um, it's definitely got its more runnable sections, and it the sort of the course itself um, it sort of breaks itself up to run walk strategy quite well. Um, there's lots of landmarks, um, and you know, you get to a certain section, you're like, all right, I'm at 40 minutes. Um, you know, I walk this bit every time or whatever. And it's uh, a really good, uh, course just to, you know, after about three or four laps, you've got your, um, pretty much your scenario set and you just stick to that for as long as you can, basically. Yeah. Do you um, strategy, use strategy, like do some faster laps or anything like that when you've done it in the past? Um, generally, I'm a, like a 48 to 52-minute sort of uh, runner for uh, that distance. Um, it's quite comfortable. Um, but, yeah, if I, uh, if I need to really get something done when i get back then i'll yeah i'll push it down to maybe maybe a sub 45 if i if i feel the need but um yeah generally around that yeah 52 minutes is uh quite comfortable yeah 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 and i think especially if it gets cold at night time like you said maybe doing it a bit slower is a good idea because you're not stationary for as long and cooling down yeah, if if you're really organised and you've got everything um, pre-set out and laid out, easy to get to, then, um, yeah, you can push the time back, you know, within a couple of minutes. And as long as you don't let the timer get to you uh, mentally um, and you just come in, um, you know, if it's because it, I think it was um, really low temperatures last year, if I remember correctly much much lower than what it's going to be this year mm. and yeah less time sitting in the chair um and you know letting the temperature get to you um yeah just keeping warm and getting back out on course yeah one of the things i thought as well what, what i thought about was the 7 a.m start it means that the first night it's absolutely critical to make sure you get sleep in because by the time night comes, you've been up for a pretty long time and you don't want to hit the Saturday or the Sunday morning without getting any sleep. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, how, how do you guys sleep? Go with your sleep, Tammy and Ron. Um, well, I don't, I don't generally sleep during backyard ultras. I'm kind of like rolling. I'm around, you know, that 48, 52-minute mark, so I don't really have a lot of opportunity to sleep. But I find that the just the adrenaline just keeps you going and, yeah, not cooling down, which is the best part. You're not getting out of your chair all seized up and going, uh. So uh, I find it's a, it's a good medium to have enough time to kind of eat, change your shoes, whatever, without cooling down as much. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Have you yeah, I, yeah, Sorry. So, yeah, sorry I was um, just going to say. The, 
the rest sort of thing, um, even just on your first night, as long as you, you come, even if you come in at, you know, 52 minutes and you, you know, you fill up your bottle, probably takes less than a minute, you have something to eat and then you just sit back in your chair, close your eyes and just mentally relax. Even though you're not going to fall asleep, but it's just letting yourself and your conscious, you know, close your eyes, just relax for, you know, a few minutes. Cause as soon as you hear the bell ring, you're like, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you hear the bell ring like after 30 times, it starts to, uh, yeah, there's not much, there's not much sleep. No, three, three minutes feels like 30 seconds. <laughs> and, um, Tim, how are you going to manage your own, own sleep during the event? It's a great question. I actually was talking to uh, John Drysdale. So he's a former runner here. So in the first year, I think he was number number three in, in the first year. I think he did close to 30, 30 yards in our inaugural event. So he's got an injury, so he's going to uh, to fill in, hopefully, for at least a few hours. Uh, maybe I can push him to do more of a night shift. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, usually with these events, Pat, I think I've talked about it before, I I go into them just such a sleep deficit because I'm, I'm running on adrenaline too and I'm just sort of, my whole body, my whole mind's just gearing for these um, hundreds of people coming to the farm so yeah mate if, if i can get a little bit of sleep it'd be good and um it's not too difficult just blowing a few whistles and <laughs> ringing the bell but um it's mainly mate, i've said this before it's mainly all these all this other stuff like it's it's the toilets and it's the um you know if someone hasn't parked their car in the right spot or um if it's a hotter day too, you'd you have to watch out for that, you know, dehydration and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, mate, um, I'm actually feeling very relaxed compared to last year. Like this time last year, I'm feeling super relaxed. So I You're just an put old that down. at it then. Well, third year, I sort of thought maybe <laughs> I better get my act together, you know, get a bit more organised. <laughs> I love the side map that you put up. That was cool. Well, I'll just show you. Um, check this out. So this was this is permanent marker. So I um um yeah, it's 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 pretty accurate. But I'm going to have this map um at the entrance. So um yeah, hopefully people can work it out for themselves instead of asking hundreds of questions. <laughs> <laughs> the video, the videos you've been posting will come in handy. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I might do a little snippet of the gully tomorrow, but I just don't want to show people the whole thing. Um, you don't want to spoil the surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The people I talked to who helped me out, like Cole and Mar and and Marie, they said, "Oh." You're probably better off not showing it because, yeah, if people do it for the first time, it's yeah. it's, it's very cool, <laughs> very cool down there. Is is the uh, the bridge still there, Tim? 
It is, mate. Yeah, it's held up well. Um, Pato, I'm not sure if you know this, but Rowan saved us last year. We had um, water in the in the creek crossing and he, he made a bridge um, for the event and he, he brought it up the day before. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a bridge with like a, a runway. It's like a... It's like character. It's like an airport <laughs> airport runway bridge, so it's 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 still there. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one? It, it, is that the one they go over on the um, on the video on YouTube? That's the one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you called it the the um, the roller coaster or something like that, didn't you? That section. There's yeah, a lot of people refer that to the roller coaster because it's yeah. it's just up and down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. The um as far as the field goes, I mean, I think it's awesome that you post the field um leading up to the event because it's really fun reading who's going to be doing it. It's an absolute cracker of a field. Um who are your runners to watch? Um we'll start with you, um Tammy. Um, definitely Nicole Jukes for female because she's just been doing amazing. Um, and of course, you know, Ryan Crawford, you know, he's just absolutely brilliant as a backyard ultra runner. But then you've also got, you know, as you know, there's always dark horses that spring up that, you know, you haven't really heard about. And then all of a sudden they're smashing out, you know, 20, 30 laps, and that's just absolutely brilliant. It just seems to be, like, evolving every single year, which is amazing and it's awesome. And, yeah, it, I think it's just inspirational to to watch, even just the people doing the shorter laps as well that are, you know, achieving distances that they never thought they could achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Those would be my top two. Hmm. What about you, Rowan? Um, I'm I'm actually really excited to see uh, what Nicole does uh, in this event. Um, and I know Charlotte's not going to go down without um, <laughs> yeah. a, bit, a bit of a fight. So I think it's going to be those two battling it out well and truly after 30 hours. Um, and yeah, you can't you can't bet past Ryan Crawford. Um, I think I think you're you you know you're gonna lose money if you don't put money on Ryan. But um to to be honest, I mean you got Barry Loveday, John Pearson, and someone I think someone um has a lot of uh energy to bring to the backyard this weekend and that'd be Jamie Hunter. I think He's got some unresolved backyard results. And I think, to be honest, I think he wants to be there right at the end, to be honest. Um, well, I was going to say Ryan Crawford as well. It's been his last race was last year. It might have, I don't think he, I don't think he's even had a race since the Satellite World Champ. So he will be absolutely chomping at the bit. And he's been training the house down as well. He's ran that like 140k run um, a month or so ago, Tim, that you crewed him mm. on. Mm. 
I so, see that they've just opened up the rail trail again, like the full section too. So I'm like, ah, oh, if it only waited a couple way. more loops, everything would have been all slashed and all oh, done. Been, yeah, yeah, that was a crazy run, that one. I'm, I was really fearing to get bitten by a snake, so um, yeah, I'm glad he pulled out. Mm. Yeah, I reckon um, the two big females, I think I think Charlotte and Nicole, I think they're above everybody else, um, just, just based on that. I think that will help push each other as well, I reckon. I think so. I, I really do think so. I think they'll push each other forward. And they are so. They seem to be so far ahead of anyone else. Like I think the next person would be probably sitting around nineteen loops, maybe twenty. Whereas um, Nicole is thirty loops, and Charlotte's thirty-five loops. Um, I think a big, the biggest surprise I think will be uh, Johan Botha coming coming up from Adelaide. So he left. He, he left today with his family. He's driving up from Adelaide. He was the final five, Pato, at um, Hysterical Carnage. Yeah. And he he just seems – do you follow him at all, Pato? Like, do you... Yeah, yeah, I follow him on Strava. And um, it's a small world because when I did the 12-hour run in Adelaide where um, Holly Ranson was running, he was a pacer for every second lap. So um, I kind of met him there, but I didn't know who he was and he didn't know who I was, so we didn't really talk much. But I follow him on Strava and we've had a little bit of a talk online. Um, and he, he's, he does it. He puts in a lot of mileage. What's yeah. his um, record for back out ultras? Yeah, well, he, yeah he's, he's, fairly, he's fairly new to it. It's actually, I think it's hysterical. Yeah. Where it was thirty, and then the big storms came in, and I had to call off oh, the event. Of course, yes, yeah. Oh yeah, was that I remember. Yeah, it was yeah. thirty. Yeah. Yes, but apparently, I mean, Sean, Sean texts me. Sean Kaiser texts me and said, "Oh, this guy has a lot more loops in him. Like, he looked pretty fresh." So yeah, I think. I think Johan. I think. I mean, if you drive from, if you drive up from Adelaide, you got to be fairly serious, right? Like you're not just going to do ten loops. Yeah. I actually, I actually think he'll, he'll be one of these guys that'll. I think he's a forty, a forty plus guy. Um, Ryan, yeah. Again, you. He's chomping at the bit. I I, I hope he doesn't trash himself for um for Masters, Pato. I really hope, um, yeah, I, I don't know how high this is going to go, but, um, yeah, Masters is fairly close. So it I'm would really be excited to meet um, Harvey Lewis. He's one runner on the oh, Masters list. I'm me too. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Me too, big time. Um, and just, just, to, just to wrap that up, um, I think, um, yeah, Jamie Hunter, and just consider this, Pato, like your first Backyard Ultra. So this is 2021 for Jamie Hunter. First Backyard Ultra, he's final two with Kevin Muller, and he he gets 41 loops. That's, that's unheard of, right? Yeah, it's pretty rare, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, 
I follow a bloke on Instagram on and Strava actually called um, Sam Gardner, who's running it. It's his first backyard ultra too. He's fired up. He wants to do well. He um, he's running about 160 k's a week, and um, he won the 100 k um, dusk till dawn a few months ago as well. That's right. That's so right. He, um, I think he's a runner to watch. He's really fired up. Mm. Mm. I was also going to say you mentioned um, Ryan. Um, you don't want to hope he doesn't start trash himself before the Masters. He's doing um, down under one thirty-five in a couple of weeks after um, after the cow gully. <laughs> uh, I almost want to pay him. I want to pay him not to do it. <laughs> I want to. I want, I want to crowd crowdfund him to sit it out. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he can't. You can't do that with Ryan. He's just. He's just. Uh, he's an animal. Yeah. He's an absolute animal. He, he, he can't, you can't stop him. <laughs> and, he, and he's had a good break between races, so I guess he can probably cram a few in now. He he, he must be mentally ready, that's for sure. Well, I've had conversations with him, Pato, about you know reflections on on what happened at, at the big satellite and. He's he's never been so fired up to actually to go big like um, that's what he told me anyway. So he yeah he's got the fire in the belly. So I think I think the Masters will just be will be fireworks. And someone like you know look at Tammy and look at Rowan. Um, I think I think a lot of the field is just gonna just shoot past 30, 30 loops and just I think everyone's gonna get a PB because I mean God no I know at um at Biggs um Pato that no one wanted to be the first one to drop there was a real kind of a shame factor there mm. like you're among this elite group and you just really you don't want to be that person. <laughs> Yeah, there will be a similar thing at the Masters. Uh, Johan's um, running at the Masters too, isn't he? Um, he? He was planning to, mate. I think he I think he has a double book booking or something. Um, I'll have to double check with him, mate. Yeah. I, I thought he couldn't. That's why he's doing Dead Cow right. this weekend. Yeah. My next question was, what what kind of numbers do you guys think we'll we'll see? Any ideas, Rowan? Um, there's, hmm, I I've thought a little bit about this. Um, I'm not too sure um, if we'll go into the seventies, but I'm I'm pretty sure we'll definitely see fifties. And probably like around, you know, 58, 60. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be two people slogging it out from probably uh, your 48 onwards, I reckon. I reckon it'll be probably five, five at about 48 hours. And then from there onwards, it'll probably drop down to two and it'll just be two people battling it out until, till the end. What do you think, Tammy? Yeah, I kind of have to agree with Rowan there. I reckon it'll be around that, you know, that 
maybe that 55 to 65 or maybe early 60s kind of mark. Yeah. And there'll be, there seems to be obviously that trend as to more and more people doing longer and longer hours. So I reckon we'll still have a few when we get into the into the 40s and, yeah, then drop down to the the two and they'll probably slog it out for, you know, maybe another 10 hours or, or something like that. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see the course record broken. Yeah, I agree. Is, which is 44, isn't that right? Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to be too difficult to break. Yeah. Um, I reckon there'll be at least another 10 on that. The only issue I see, guys, is that I know last year everyone was sort of relying on Barry Loveday and Ryan to go big and, and get like a, a big record-breaking number. And even even the rest of the field um, were kind of they were they were running their own race, but they were they were all thinking, yeah, well, the final two are going to be Barry and and Ryan. And as the case turned out. Um, yeah, Ryan had to pull out because of medical reasons. So I really think you need a you need a plan B, you need a plan C, you need a plan D. And yeah, if, if you're if you're in the final ten or the final five, you're thinking, oh, there's no way I can beat Ryan Crawford, or there's no way I can beat Barry Loveday. Um, I just think it's in your best interest just to hang around because um, you just you just never know. Look at Josh Duff. Josh Josh Duff finds himself um, as the assist for, for Barry Loveday. So I think there were a lot of lessons learnt last year. Yeah. If you can hang around, I'd definitely recommend it because obviously like the crowds do drop off as people leave and everything like that. And the the people out there still need encouragement. So I'd definitely, yeah, if you can hang around. You know, you lend a hand, definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that um, we'll see high numbers, definitely break the course record, like I said. But leading into Herdies, everyone was saying, oh, the Australian record's in danger. I reckon we'll get, we'll see 100 hours and stuff like that. And they still did really well to do 58 hours, I think it was. But I think that Herdies just proves how hard it actually is to hit the to hit the sixties and and to even hit the fifties. It's it's pretty it's pretty hard. Big time, yeah. And I remember I think what it, I felt like when that was twenty four hours. <laughs> it's definitely hard. <laughs> no, well, there's there's definitely there's you know there's five or six people in the field that have done forty plus. And I can pretty much guarantee that every one of those people want to break their own record, not let alone, um, and all these people know each other and, you know, off the course, um, you know, they're probably, most of them are probably mates, um, you know, in the running community. So not only do they want to break their own record, but they want to obviously help each other out and help each other achieve goals as well so there's um yeah def definitely a course course record going down for sure um 
you guys have probably seen that um, the WA runners, they're, they're kind of starting a trend where um, they wear tutus when they oh, do yeah. <laughs> um, So do you think we'll see any tutus at Dead Cow Gully on the weekend? I hope so. I think it's a good kind of, you know, lighthearted way to continue, you know, just a little bit of change in the laps. I think it would be a good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can can we do something different? Is there any other trend we can start? (laughs) You should should put on a 2-2 when you ring the bell at lap 22, Tim. Yeah. Well, mate, um, yeah, I do start hallucinating myself, so I could be wearing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a cowboy hat to top it off, Tim. Well, that's right. That's right. I have thought about coming out like in like my pyjamas or like, my dressing gown <laughs> um, and ringing the bell at night. I think that could be a pretty cool thing. But, yeah, I'm really excited about you coming up, Pato, and, Oh, yeah. um, I think you'll be watching closely this weekend just to check out the course, right, and just see. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to be following along the whole time. I cannot wait. And um, I, you know, on the tutus thing, I'm, I'm going to wear a tutu on lap 22 at the Masters. Nice. We should do it. We should do yeah. it. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a yellow tutu. I can bring that one. Yeah. And all the all those WA guys who were coming over for it as well, they'll all wear it. So. There'll be a lot of tutus at the Masters and maybe even a few on the weekend. <laughs> um, if anyone wants a tutu, you're welcome to borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did um, put out, you would have seen on Instagram, uh, anyone who had any questions, and I got a re- some, some questions, but I got a really good one that I'll read out first from a guy in Canada, actually, and he wrote, I'm about to run my first backyard ultra. I feel so much pressure to make it worth my cruise time. How do you make sure your cruise experience is as best as possible pre, during and post race? Oh, that's a tough one. Like I've been crew before and obviously I've run before and being a crew member is almost as much fun as being the participant itself. I think as long as you've got, make sure you've got clear expectations, let them know exactly what you're expecting and making sure that you're organised for them so that way they're not scrambling around, you know, trying to find your things and stuff. Um, That would be the main things, just clear communication, um, organisation, and, you know, a bit of music, you know, sparkly lights, get the atmosphere happening and everyone will have a great time. Yeah. What do you think, Rowan? Um, well, I've, I've never had crew, <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> but <laughs> I have crewed four people and, um, yeah, it's, it's um, you've got to be way more organised than what the runner is. Um, and just from my lack of experience in, in that being organized, uh, really shined through when I was crewing, but, um, yeah, just being organized and, you know, as the runner, you need to be clear with your crew, what you want, what you expect, where everything is, 
and it should just run smooth. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm also thinking if if he's got crew who have told have told you that you want it that they want to do it, um, believe them and just rest assured that they're going to enjoy it. Don't worry about it. If they've told you they're going to do it, then they're probably going to um, enjoy it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um. With the gully most likely in play, we've already talked about this kind of, but I'll read it anyway. With the gully most likely in play, what's your advice for guess best for best getting through it, the gully? Um, you can basically walk it really. Like it, there can be a little bit of a bottleneck sometimes because it is a little bit zigzaggy, but. It's like it's just a walk run section. It's really not technical or anything like that. Um, watch out for the the cow foot hoof indentations if there's any. Although if it's been cleared up, there might not be an issue this year. But it's you know it's it's a fairly easy kind of track. It's just just a bit different. That's all. Bit of yeah. interest in the in the course. Yeah. Do you agree with all that, Ron? Yeah, there's definitely um, very, very runnable sections. Um, and, yeah, you just got to keep your eye out. There's a couple of, well, probably not now, but there's, you know, there's usually like a couple of sticks that have fallen down somewhere. But generally, um, yeah, there's a couple of lumps and bumps. You just walk over those and take your time. Um, but generally, most of it is uh, quite runnable. And I don't know, Tim could probably enlighten us, but... It's usually uh, fairly sandy, sort of, you know, really fine rocks. Um, so it's quite, um, it's actually quite nice on the foot, um, especially mm. when your feet are quite banged up. Um, and then, you know, you just do the little lumps and bumps and then you back out onto the grassy section at the back end of the course. So it's it's actually um, uh, quite, a, quite a good um, way to help hold you back as well a little bit, just... Gives you gives your legs a little bit of a break. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, Tim. Yeah, so um, the the cow there's there are no cow footprints this year in the gully. So I told mum and dad just to keep the cattle out of the gully. So um, thanks, mum and dad. So yeah, <laughs> it's um, I think it's a great sort of mental circuit breaker. The gully because you you run about two two point one k to get to the gully, and I think it once you're in the gully, you it doesn't really make sense to turn back at that point. So um, yeah, m most people once you get to the gully, it's, it's like a relief. It's like oh yes, and it's 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 people's walk break, and they 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 run the first two k because it's you're exposed. It's flat. It's the most exposed section. So if there's any heat on the day, you kind of want to get through it relatively quickly and you go into the gully and that's where you have your shade. So um, what do you reckon, Tammy? How, what percentage of people would walk the gully? Oh, a fair bit, I reckon. I reckon in the majority of people would walk it. Not all of it. It's just, you know, run for a little bit, walk a little bit, run for a little bit. 
It's so, I reckon the majority would, yeah. Yeah, so probably ninety percent, right? Ninety ninety five percent would actually yeah. walk. It, it's like you said, it's a good little break up of the you know from the run section on the dirt road to a little bit of a walk break, and then you continue on into the paddocks. It's only it's only seven hundred meters or seven hundred and fifty meters. Mm. So yeah. Um, yeah, how it looks now, it's it's way more runnable than it well, than it was in the first year. Like you don't you have less sort of tree roots and rocks. You actually got um like a dirt trail. So um yeah, people like Ryan and Nicole who do quicker loops, I think they'll probably just run straight through. And and they could yeah. possibly they could possibly finish their loops, you know. Um, two minutes sooner with how the gully looks at the moment. So that's that's interesting. Mm. Have you um, kept a record of the fastest ever lap at Dead Cow Gully? Uh, oh, there's some people who show off um, during the training runs. There's some people who just do these ridiculous things. So they, we have eight loop training runs and they get their seven loops done and on the final loop, they just have this speed session and yes. yeah some people some people do it like in you know um yeah like 24 25 minutes yeah. like really really quickly yeah yeah i think john pearson did a hot lap one training run so um i don't think john's gonna be um even though John was the assistant in the first year with 43 loops, I think he's doing an Everest um, trek or Everest race in a few weeks. So I actually think, yeah, John's just coming out to support his kids. Um, he'll be running with his um, son, Eddie. So I don't think he's going to go for it this year. Even Eddie's a cracker of a runner. Yeah. Well, Takes after his dad. Did 100K, and what is he, was he 15 or 16 at the time? Did 100K, and there's speculation that he he might go for the 24. So yeah. John John might John, – John's like a perfect coach to have out there. Um, actually, a lot, of, a lot of people just hang around John because <laughs> he's at the back of the pack, and he – He's also he's he's a very positive and he he um just tells people just to you know he tells people this is just like a bushwalk you know it's, it's like a bushwalk but you're running certain sections don't overthink it just keep your heart rate low um, eat well drink drink lots and just turn up to the starting corral each loop so yeah he, he keeps it very simple. He's uh he's really cool to run with actually. He 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 will coach you the whole way around. He, yeah. he will give you tips the whole way around and tell jokes the whole time. And <laughs> what you're you know, you're in the pain cave and he's just running next to you just um jibber jabbering away and you're like, Where where are you coming up with this stuff? Like <laughs> where is this coming from? I can hardly think and you're telling jokes and it's like twenty eight hours in and off. It's it's unbelievable, but he is, he is an absolute joy to run around. Actually, yeah, yeah, absolutely, he's brilliant. I love his English accent. 
just make yeah. stalls. <laughs> um, is there still a new doco being filmed at, at this one as well, Tim? I can't afford it, Pato. I've actually I'm making a doco for the Masters. That's the big one in the pipeline. Yeah, so um, that's all. It's already paid for. Oh, cool. So, um, would you like to be in interviewed for the uh, doco, Pato? Oh, oh, oh! On the spot. Oh, yeah, I, I would say yes, um, and I guess they wouldn't include it if I wasn't any – they could just edit me out if I'm no good. So, yeah, I'd say yes. <laughs> he was speechless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be huge because those that last one is so good. Yeah, yeah, it, it is really good. And, um, like, Dan, Dan's a really good um, – filmmaker the guy who does it for us and but i think he really captures the vibe of yeah. of the whole of the whole thing it, it's sort of um yeah I, I deliberately um i deliberately like just try to make it really low key and like even the signage i try to make the signage as dodgy and as as just you know, amateur as possible. So there's no professional signage. It's often like there's a pile of sticks and like this um, homemade sign which is pointing in a direction. And people seem to like it. It's it's not it doesn't have that professional race feel. It's so country like, rustic. It's rustic. It's rustic and it's um it just looks like a kid's done it. Like it's it's a homemade job. So <laughs> I think people like it, and I've actually done that with like with all the signage now. Um, even like you can see that registration sign I've got up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. I've just had, <laughs> had kids. I've had kids making signs all week. Yeah. Um, and people people seem to like it. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, I've got another question. It, it's a. I don't really know what it means, but it's directed to Rowan. Ask Rowan how the nickname Tune Dog came about and if it was self-proclaimed. <laughs> oh Lord, why would have to someone why would someone have to bring this up? Um it's just a high school nickname that evolved from many different uh nicknames that I had. I must have had like 20 nicknames in high school. Yeah. And um yeah, just one of the teachers come up with a funny saying, and and then uh, yeah, and then all the all the guys just latched onto it and thought it was hilarious. So, it was, yeah, yeah, one of the teachers at school come up with it. So, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, they, so do, do people call you Tune Dog or do they call you Rowan? Nah, it's just the boys in high school. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, we know who, like, who sent in that question then, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the old mates. Yeah. <laughs> Good on them. Yeah. Um, so what's the best way for us at home to follow along, Tim? You, you mentioned you're going to post a link for us to follow the lap times and stuff, but yeah, um, what, are there any anything else we should keep our eye on, like the Facebook page and stuff like that? Or, yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, the Instagram for Dead Cow Gully and, um, and Facebook. I'd probably say Facebook's the best the best one because I can put longer videos on there. Um, I'm pretty active 
on on social media during the day like it's regular updates photos but yeah you have the live timing from from one time but um yeah i um i'll I'll try to who would you like me to to interview on the day what what runners would you like me to check in with on the on the day i would be happy to hear from anyone really i'm always happy to hear from new new people just a mix i think um yeah ryan crawford's always good you got to make sure you include ryan crawford but anyway peppa pig might be an interesting conversation Yes, that what was, was that, um who was the young fellow last year? He was like seven and he did his first half marathon or something. Was that right? Um was, was that last was that last year, Rowan? Yeah, last year, yeah. I think I think it might have been one of your neighbours or something. Like hey, because it's, I know. There's, no, there's no age restrictions, is there, really? Like, as long as they're running with their parents, is that right? Yeah. Well, the insurance, it, it's a bit tricky with insurance. Like, they, they mm. prefer over over 18s. But if, you, if you're running with your family, your mum or your dad, they just sign a little waiver and they, they sort of take responsibility for their kids. But... I think it's really good, Rowan. Don't you reckon to have kids out in the course? Like it really adds to the feel. Like it's, oh, um, it just adds to the family vibe of the event. But I, I think I did like two laps with that kid, and he was powering along, and I couldn't believe it. Like I, I think it was more than a half marathon, wow. but mm. like for a, a young kid, like he was, you know, up to my hip, and he was just cruising along, and he was having the best time. And he was just running with his mum, and yeah. it was it was incredible. Like, <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, I didn't see too much of that. I mean, it's probably not something that um, sits well with some people. But if um, if the kid wants to jump out there, then let him have a run. Yeah, mm, I think so. Yeah, there was a few. Um, kids running it the last one i did um there was maybe three or four like 14 and unders i reckon and they mm. and you could tell they were loving it yeah and I, I think all the runners out there they look after these kids too like it's not like they're just sort of on their own out there mm. and it's it's such a good sort of mentoring experience i think so um yeah we've we've got We've got quite a few kids running this year and, um, yeah, I'd be interested to see what Eddie Pearson does because, like, would you feel comfortable for a 16-year-old to run 100 miles? Like, if that was... If that was your son or daughter, would would you be freaking out with that distance? If they've already done 100K... Pretty comfortably. I reckon 16's old enough. Mm. I mm. think coming from his background as well, I think that would make him more comfortable rather than a 16-year-old that's just done, you know, a couple 10s, a couple 20s. Like, mm. he's got such a, a 
uh, incredible running background already because I think he represented his school with cross country and all that kind of thing. I, I remember mm-hmm. talking to John about it um, last year or the year before. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like he's already been, you know, he's got the body for it. He's um, been trained for it. So for someone like him, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I guess John John would pull him out straight away if he thought things are turning south, surely. Yeah, like he's, that's he's exactly gonna, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like he's running on his own in a 100-mile point-to-point. He's like mm. checking in every 6.7Ks and running with people the whole time. So mm. That's one mm. of my favourite things about Backyard Ultra is you're always with people. Yeah. And, you know, if you're... If you're feeling that little bit down or whatever, you you know you know it's only twenty minutes, and you see your crew again, and they can like pump you up again, and you know you got all the starting music, and it it just yeah motivates you again. Yeah. Do you have any live performers this year, um, Tim? I think I, know, I heard some live, like some acoustic singer or something on the video. Um. I know in the first year we had a few different bands, um, a few local acts, which was kind of cool. It's a bit tricky because Easter's a a big time at the pubs and there's different festivals happening. So it's really hard to to get bookings from people and they've usually got things lined up. So, Like you lost the the coffee truck guy too, didn't you? Yeah, this food truck guy, man. I mean, it's very frustrating, Pat. eh? Like he calls me up out of the blue. And um, wants to come out. I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. And then I had real trouble contacting him. And, um, you know, didn't call back, didn't call back. And I eventually got hold of him and he said, oh, yeah, I'm actually I'm going somewhere else that weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. so. actually the, the biggest thing, mate, was the merchandise order. Um, they've, they've stuffed up like, the hoodies. The hoodies, they've stuffed up the logo. There must be something wrong with the colours in the, in the print. And, um, yeah, I opened up the box. I could see straight away, God, these are faulty logos. So, yeah, I'm hoping the <laughs> I'm hoping the um, the reprints actually get here on time. So that's been a bit of a mm. a bit of a stressful experience. Yeah. Um, and. Rowan and Tammy, what do you have any races lined up between now and the Masters? Or how you, how are you guys going to approach the lead into the Masters? Who's going first? <laughs> Go, Tammy. Um, well, I'm just getting back into my training now, so I'm just going to start banking the Ks. I'm going to do um, Walk for Warriors in Gladstone in a few weeks. So I'll probably do like 12 hours there as like a good, like solid training run leading up into Masters and just bank the Ks and, and bank the time on the feet and, yeah, make make them, make the Masters a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just come off um, a 50K race last weekend. Um, so I've got a... Oh, one little niggle that I'm working on at the moment, but pretty much from now till Masters is my is my main focus. So, yeah, just a just a build till then, basically. Yeah. Did you do Noosa or Yandina? Yandina. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, a bit hillier. 
Yeah. I just wish they weren't on the same same weekend. Yeah, and the same day. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But, um, I mean, they probably only can fit in what they can fit in. So Yeah, it's true. It's just, you know, people have to pick one or the other. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I was up in I was actually up in Noosa a couple of weeks ago for a week. I couldn't believe how hot and humid it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was I loved it. Like, it was so hot and humid. And like when I went for a run, like I was squeezing my my <laughs> singlet and there was a sweat like drip pouring out of it. <laughs> yeah, a bit different to Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, um, well, I guess um, we've covered a lot. This has been a really good chat. So um, I'm really looking forward to the weekend um, and seeing what happens. Um, who knows? They might even still be going this time next week. Yeah. Ooh. And you're, you're running, are you, Pato? Um, I, oh, at Dead Cow Gully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm going to be at the Masters. I've got the Coburg oh, 24. Yeah. yeah, I've got Coburg 24 coming up on the 15th of this month so that's oh, no. so yeah I've just, that's just in under two weeks i'm just starting to taper for that yeah yeah i can't wait and then i'll be then i'm in, up there for the masters in june oh thanks. awesome oh good luck yeah well thanks thanks and i'm looking forward to seeing you all, all at the masters yeah absolutely it'll be here before we know it yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah look forward to it yeah, yeah. yeah. gonna be the best all right, all the best, guys. Thanks for coming on. And, Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you. We'll keep in Thanks, touch with you soon. No worries. Uh, Bye. See ya. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.